Finding something decent, good, and right to say about the year 2020. That's next on this episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Welcome back to the Gratitude Journal Podcast, my friends, on a chilly, cold day here in Northeast Ohio, the frigid, frozen tundra. And I'm sure every place, every state, probably in the north or the upper Midwest, probably calls themselves the frozen tundra. But it actually resembles a frozen tundra today, covered with about four inches of snow. Matthew is my name, and thanks again for checking in to the podcast, downloading it on your device, or listening on the Podbean site, whatever whatever channel, whatever platform, whatever method you use to listen to your favorite podcast. Hopefully, you uh, will subscribe. It's very easy to do that. Then you'll get instant notifications about new audio content. And uh, as always, I appreciate and am grateful that uh, you would take the time to check out some of my mental meanderings about how maybe we can find new and different ways to be grateful for the things that we have. And, you know, I have to say, I was in a um, Zoom conference yesterday, and uh, it's a monthly Zoom conference that I usually am involved with because I'm a part of this advisory board. And we were sort of going around the room, and the rooms, as it were, and talking about, you know, the one thing that we uh, have been grateful for that helped us, you know, getting us through the holiday season in the midst of a pandemic. And, and really, I was, I was really scraping my brain, struggling to jot down something that I could share with the group as several of the other people were already responding. And really, the one thing at that moment that really sprung to mind was the Cleveland Browns. I mean, let's face it. For those of you who are into sports, you're certainly aware of how um, depressing it is to be a Browns fan. And this year has been really, for some, the lone bright spot. And so when it came to me, I said, well, listen, I mean, I'm certainly you know grateful that as far as I know, I don't have COVID-19, but I have to say the one thing that really has been the beacon of light for my wife and I is Brown's football. I mean, I'm very fortunate that I have a wife who enjoys sports. And, you know, she's really, a, a you know, a big baseball fan more than any sport, but, you know, she enjoys all the sports. And it's just been so strange because for whatever reason, I don't really know the answer to this. 
she enjoys going to sports bars to watch the Browns. I mean, she really doesn't drink and, you know, so, but she enjoys like turning around and high-fiving people and talking to people that she doesn't know. And, you know, everybody has this sort of common cause because they're draped in Browns gear. She likes that. I really kind of prefer to be in front of the television at home or, you know, maybe at a family member's house, but I go and I, I, I enjoy it. I dig it. That's fine. That's cool. But obviously, we have not been able to do that this year. So as I was telling the group, we have this thing where, you know, we get a root beer. And I mean, I've had a beer every occasionally, but I'm not really much of a big day drinker. So, you know, we'll get a root beer or share a root beer. It's a little too much for me sometimes. And uh, I have this thing now where, you know, after the first quarter or so, I put the tater tots in. I'm a tater tot fanatic and I have to have my tater tots. And so, you know, we we have the tots and we drink root beer and, you know, I pace back and forth as is my custom for most games, especially ones that are tense and exciting. And uh, so, we, you know, we high five and Izzy the dog just kind of stares at us and looks at us. But that has been really a bright spot this year. Plus, we're approaching 10 wins as long as we can beat the Giants Sunday night. This is just incredible to me. And uh, so it <laughs> it is a uh, a really bright spot. And so I'm grateful for that. I am and I would have to say that a lot of Browns fans are grateful as well. So, but, you know, it has been tough to find the little slivers of, of illumination during this time. My sister just sent us a group text the other day saying uh, her son, Alex, one of the twins, uh, he has COVID-19. So, you know, we have a couple of family members now that have been touched by you know, the uh, COVID-19 virus. So this is uh, this is one of those years. It just seems like it's never going to end. You know, it's only the 18th day of December. So who knows what could happen in the last two weeks of this year? Hopefully nothing worse than what has happened, but how can it get much worse? This is just crazy. And we are really all struggling to figure out the rationale behind this year called 2020. So when I look at this year, I really think about this podcast and what it's supposed to be and what it's supposed to mean. And I got a notification the other day that the Gratitude Journal podcast has hit 5,000 downloads. So I don't know what that means because I really don't have a barometer for measuring it. Now, I know, you know, the 25, 30 top you know, podcasts in the world. I mean, they're making money and they have, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads. And so, you know, for for all of the rest of us the little person, we don't, we, I guess we delight in that, you know, that's a celebratory event for us, but I'm not sure what it's supposed to mean. But as I, as I got this notification from Podbean, like, you know, congratulations, you have 5,000 downloads. And I'm like, okay, um, so is, is that good? Is that, is that bad? What is that supposed to mean? And really it means nothing. And really it means absolutely nothing. And so, and I'm okay with that, but it does 
make me question the rationale behind this podcast. And and I've kind of notated that this is going to be the last podcast of the year because, you know, next week is is Christmas. I don't know. Who knows? I may get a, a burr up me behind and just decide I want to I need to be in front of a microphone. But I'm going to sort of take a take a break and kind of let things settle in as they were. And I thought, you know, everybody does these kind of year in review things, which I hate because you're reading stuff in the newspaper that I've been following all year, and I really don't need a review of it because I've pretty much followed it. It's like reading a game recap of the Browns game. I just saw the game, so there's really no need for me to read Mary Kay Cabot's article because I've already seen the game. So, I, you know, I don't need the recap. The recap is not really my thing. But, not that I'm going to recap, but I do think that a couple of things stand out this year, being that... The Gratitude Journal podcast emerged around the time of pre-COVID. So, you know, this has been a significant year in a variety of different ways. And I have to say that, you know, I have to give credit to my friend Ron in Kentucky, really, because, you know, it was his suggestion of keeping a journal and a gratitude journal. One, I will admit one that I need to get back to doing more regular writing in because I've kind of saved a lot of these things that I'm grateful for for the podcast and just regular chit-chat, you know, with other people. And I need to get back into being better with that. But I really, I give the sort of embryonic, uh, you know, congratulatory uh, hand clap to my friend Ron, who really was the one who sort of said, you know, you might want to consider that. It's sort of a good idea, you know, amidst all of the trials and tribulations of life to find these small little things. And so I give him uh, credit. And so somewhere in these 5,000 downloads, I, along with, you know, people who subscribe to the podcast and hopefully in their own worlds are trying to find their own little slivers of gratitude, it has been pretty damn tough this year. And there at some points throughout the year, I have really struggled, you know, with finding where these things are because this year has just been filled with so much death and destruction and bad things and an overall, you know, pull across the land. And it just seems like we've had this piled on top of us over and over and over. I remember my friend Brad was going through a lot of stuff, and, and at one point he said to me, how much more am I supposed to take before I just go off the deep end? And I'm sure there are people who feel like that, especially people whose you know, lives have been turned upside down relative to job or living conditions, and then maybe even to get the virus. So this has been just one of those years that just seems so surreal on so many different levels. But I, I feel, not again, not to turn it into a year in review, but I do feel that a couple of things stand out. Uh, above other things. And, you know, naturally, 
the event closest to us is the death of our granddaughter. And so without, you know, rehashing a lot of things that I think I've already shared about my you know, thoughts and feelings, you know, relative to Mally's life and, you know, its effect on her and her family, I think the one thing that I can definitely say that I'm grateful for is just being able to witness the courage of her journey. And I think, you know, whenever we see somebody going through and trying to overcome an event, it's, you know, I think it's a natural inclination for us to try to derive something from that for ourselves. I mean, in a sense, I guess maybe it's, that's a selfish part of us, but I don't think it's a bad selfish. I think, you know, I think there are lessons and things that we try to take away from that, or maybe not, maybe not uh, completely, um, you know, an active participation, but maybe it begins to settle in uh, a little while later and all of a sudden, boom, you know, it sort of emerges. But, you know, just seeing, you know, pictures, watching, you know, videos over the course of, you know, the last five years of her life, um, sporadically being able to, you know, visit with her and spend some time. It was never enough time. And being a witness to a girl in her mid-teens should not, nobody in their mid-teens should be, should have to confront that. Once the reality set in and the confrontation was inevitable, obviously it's the hope of everyone involved, you know, through goodwill and, and, and prayer and, you know, positivity that the person who is the subject of this, you know, overcomes it. And obviously the downside to this year is that, you know, Mally lost her struggle against uh, cancer. But selfishly, what I derive from this is, is this will and a determination that is really like an archetype of how one is supposed to run one's life. And just, you know, reading some of her posts, you know, seeing some of the things that she would say on Instagram and knowing that, you know, she just, you know, two days before she went through this you know, rigorous bout, you know, with, with chemo and just, you know, just thinking to myself, you know, could I do that? Like, how would I do this? Would I have the, like the, the courage and the strength, you know, to do this? And I would lay awake in bed at night thinking, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. And here she is laying in her bed at the same time, dealing with this, struggling with it, making amends, trying to do everything that others are telling her to do to try to get better and defeat it. And like she's in the middle of the gunk. And I'm sort of dancing in the peripheral, doing nothing for her, you know, not being anything other than trying to send, you know, positive thoughts. And just that level of courage is, is just breathtaking to me.
And I, I hope that in our journey here, that I can try to pilfer, you know, some of that strength and, and courage and what it must be like to face head on something like that. If there's any gratitude at all, the gratitude comes from hopefully being able to follow her example in whatever struggles face us down the road. And I know it sounds funny to say that, but I'm just, for that example, I'm just really grateful. Dovetailing Mally's death with, you know, the struggle that we're going through makes me even more acutely aware of my fragility and all the lessons that I need to learn to be a better caregiver and to be a more structured caregiver and to be someone who is just not going to throw in the towel in frustration and anger because it's very, very easy to do. And I need to scoop up this courage that, you know, Mally demonstrated in her life and in her death and apply some of this courage, you know, in our own Um, struggle here. It's so easy to just let the anger and the emotion and the frustration absorb you. I think that it takes more strength and courage to stand back and like regroup. And if anything, you know, Mally's journey has taught me to regroup even more in our journey. And I've not been a very effective caregiver this year. I could be far more effective. And I think sometimes I'm not looking around me enough to see people who are setting the example, who are dealing with the struggle every day and to learn from their example how to manage your own struggle and to be grateful for that. And I, I think a bright spot for me this year is is meeting a couple of people who have been brought into my world and I think in addition to just being friends, their example, the way they, the way they roll, you know, the way they operate has been 
an example that I need to use more of going down the road. So I'm grateful for that. And and one of those persons is my friend Mark Lee Shannon, who I consider a friend, and we're getting to know each other. We don't know each other all that well, but there's 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 a feeling that I have, you know, this feeling when you feel like you've known someone for a long time. And while I am not in uh, alcohol dependency recovery, Mark is. And I think listening to his podcast, being involved in his podcast, getting a sense as to what his struggle is like every day, and the person who is in long-term recovery, their struggle every day, this courage that he demonstrates in finding ways to eke out victories moment by moment, every minute, every hour, every day. This is a lantern, you know, that shines. And I feel like I should tell him in this podcast how grateful I am that our paths have crossed and how grateful I am to witness his ongoing struggle. And I, again, selfishly try to take something from that struggle and apply it to my own world. It's important in that struggle to be equipped to be organized and be dutiful and be specific and to make sure that you have your ducks in a row and and you and other people are looking for you to be a mentor and you have to sort of be on top of your game and you know i take all of these things and i look at our situation and i say i want to try and do the same thing and i know that maybe donna doesn't know what i what my end game is but the end game is to be as to be as much a guiding light to others as Mark Lee Shannon is to the people who come to him and seek him out and look to him. If I'm to take anything away from this year, that would be one of, that would be another bright spot. And I regard his journey really and the people like him who I've met and come across in my dealings with 913 the summit and and the people who have been affiliated with the rock and recovery movement and i regard you know their journey as being sacred it's a sacred journey and you know when they allow me to write copy and to produce audio things and hopefully later some video uh, profiles when they allow me to step into their world i mean that is a sacred entrance and, you know, that's one, that's, a, that's an entrance that I don't take lightly. And so I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful that he would consider me a friend. And so for that reason, I'm, I really feel a, a good amount of gratitude for that. 
And if there's a third thing, then I think that really stands out about 2020, and I think I probably have referenced it uh, before, is that, you know, I have a long history with trying my best to find spirituality on some level. And this goes beyond wanting to be a Catholic priest. This goes beyond going to the seminary. I mean, I am a pretty piss-poor Catholic, and I admit it. And My reasons for that are probably better reserved for some other podcast. But I'll just say that uh, having worked this year with Living Bread Radio, it reminds me how pathetic of a Catholic I am. And I'm making my peace with that. And, and that's okay. But the, the good part about that, the good part, is while I'm putting together audio pieces featuring people who are very devoted Catholics, it makes me and has made me realize how important having a sense of spirituality is in whatever way, shape, or form that takes. And again, this is something probably reserved for another podcast, but, you know, I've often wondered about, you know, trading in one religion for another religion. And, you know, sometimes I think I'm not quite in that space where I'm really prepared to trade in, you know, the rituals and and the traditions of one for another. I mean, I'm not really, really, I don't want to trade a blue suit in for a gray suit. No, I don't know that I'm there. But what I am into is finding a variety of ways to better illuminate this need, and I call it a need, to express myself from a spiritual perspective. And I think having the opportunity to tell myself earlier in the year, one of my primary goals was to do more meditation, to to do more sitting meditation. And I, I know I've made reference to Zazen this year, and I know virtually nothing about it. I mean, I have a cushion and, you know, I have a Zafu and I sit on it and I try to maintain good posture and I try to text photos to, you know, my friends and say, am I sitting right? You know, am I doing this correctly? And I mean, really, I know zero about this. But what I do know, what I do know, I don't quite understand the whole essence of it, but what I do know is feeding this quest is essential. I don't know why it's essential. I don't know all the parameters of what drives me to think that it is a critical part of my life, but it is. This really, to me, has very little to do with religion. It has really very little to do with theology. It really has more to do with doing the thing that is most natural because there's no way around it. And that's just sitting and breathing. So, I mean, you can attach all kinds of labels to it, and there are many varieties of it. But to me, the the Zen method of 
sitting and trying to explore that and to watch YouTube videos of those who can talk about it and who know a hell of a lot more than me and reading about it and talking about it. I mean, though, but most importantly, doing it, that is where my head is at. Like, that's where I need to be and it's what I need to explore. I don't know why. Totally. And to a certain extent, I don't even care why. It's just I know that I need it. It's like, it's almost kind of like when that that when I smoke, that, that little pinge, you know, that you sense when your body has run out of all the nicotine that you gave it, you know, 45 minutes ago, and it's starting to crave it again. That's kind of what I feel a little bit. So each morning, most mornings, most mornings, there are mornings when I don't want to do it or I'm too busy, or my mind is going in 10,000 directions. But I would say that's the kind of twinge that I feel. And hopefully in 2021, perhaps in the scope of this podcast or wherever, hopefully I can maybe elaborate on that as I get more insight or feel other things, or maybe it comes in 2022 or 2023, if I'm still around, who knows. Uh, But I... I am grateful that whoever or whatever sort of got me, you know, just like nudge me like a little nudge. And I'm grateful for that. Like that to me is a, is a win. It's a bright spot. It's something that I will take away from, you know, 2020, you know, my friend Ryan, another, you know, person who I met over the past couple of years who, you know, has just been very helpful and I'm just really in admiration of his drive, you know, as a young, you know, professional, he's very talented and, you know, he's been very, very generous with his knowledge, you know, as I try to get more involved in the video and the photography world. And, you know, Ryan just like, he just like hit a home run this year. I mean, right in the middle of a pandemic, you know, he had a situation he wasn't, he was dealing with and it's, it's sort of resolving itself. And, and then he like moved into this great house and then he got this great job. And like, it was just like, he's like this mega success story. I'm just so happy for him. And I, I think, though, a lot of us are, you know, our little success stories are, you know, not quite so evident and, uh, you know, it doesn't make them less or more important or whatever. It's just they're a little less evident. And I think these things are the little molecules of of goodness, if those can be good at all, uh, the, the little molecules that I will sort of take away from this year. So there it is. You know, I don't know what the proper thing to do is. I, I, I've never really known, to be to be honest. I mean, whenever I was told to do the right thing or not that I'm a rebel or by any stretch, but I just, you know, my mind kind of went into overdrive. I just overthought it and and thought, why do I, really? Is that, you know, do I, is that really the right way to do things? Or is that really the right way to think? Or is this really the right? length of podcast to have or i mean really they i know it's supposed to be 30 seconds but why what's 47 why can't what's the what's the big deal it's like okay yeah, there's some good garlic flavor on this sprinkle a little more who cares you know 
I mean, it, this beer only has so many hops in it. Put some more in it. You never know. It might turn out. I, yeah, you know. And I, I think you know, the last thing I'll say is this. I, I think that I need my little comfort spaces as much as anybody needs their little comfort spaces. I want to do the same thing every day, 95% of the time. I, I want to do what I want to do. And I want to sit in my same chair and I want to do this time and this time because I need to have that. I need to do that. I need to be organized. I need to make sure I'm doing things and, and managing business and making sure that I'm caring for Donna in the proper way. And, you know, the days are the days are long. The days are long and you know, they're filled with a lot of things. And it's important for me to be sort of structured and and kind of know my place, kind of where I need to be and where she needs to be and, and all those other good things and stay safe. That's, that's been the, you know, the thing for 2020. But I think we have to occasionally, we have to step out. We have to step out of our zone. You know, you got to walk a different way. You have to take a trip. You know, you have to, Go to a place where you've always kind of thought about going to, even if it's 20 minutes away by car. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be Paris or Madagascar. It can be Atwater. You know, I've never been to Atwater. Uh, let's, let's go check that out or ring up somebody who you haven't talked to in a while or send a note and inquire about somebody who you inquired about eight months ago and you kind of lost their way. I mean, I think sometimes we just, I have to. I, ha I feel the need to, every once in a while, just step around, just step outside of it. Go somewhere you're not supposed to go. Um, do something sort of out of the ordinary so that it gives you some perspective on stuff. It gives you a perspective. It makes you appreciate and feel gratitude for the things that you do have. And I know when we take a trip, we've taken a lot of trips this year, you know, um, ill-advised trips, you know, from a safety standpoint, but necessary trips. And I know once I bring the bags in and I put the dirty clothes in the laundry, which I always have to do immediately when I come into the house, Donna's the complete opposite. She throws the suitcases down and boom, she grabs a root beer. Not me. I got to get all this stuff together. And as soon as I've had my shower and I sit down in my chair, my chair, my chair, my robe, I'm, I'm back in my, back in the saddle, back in my space. I don't want anybody messing with my space. This is my space. <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> but. Every once in a while, you got to step out. You got to step out and get perspective, you know, do something different just for a little bit so that you can really appreciate all those things you have. So hopefully the stepping out part in 2021 will be done, you know, safely and, and we can go about doing that again. And, and I miss that. I miss stepping out. You know, I miss just, Hey, you know what? Let's, we've never been to Bay village, you know, let's go up there. And just every once in a while, you got to do something a little different. I miss that. I want to do that again. So anyway, if I don't get a burr up my butt and decide to, to spring out another podcast, sorry, this went on so long. And I just hope that Somewhere in the holiday season, you you find some little glimmers of light and hope. We're doing a family Zoom thing on Christmas night. And other than that, we're not doing anything. You know, we're dropping off a few gifts, but we're not doing, we're not delivering fudge, you know, to 9,000 different locations like we did on Thanksgiving. We're pretty much going to sit in front of the TV, in front of Netflix, and I have a list of things to watch. And that's pretty much what we're going to do and just try to stay safe, hopefully. 
And hopefully you will stay safe as well and you will have as joyous a holiday as one can have in the middle of a pandemic. So I want to thank you for downloading and listening to this podcast. And man, I hope 2021, it's got to be better, right? It's got to be better. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be even better if the Cleveland Browns make the playoffs. So, oh man, it's just so excited. All right, I got the tater tots ready and I'm ready to roll. So anyway, uh, here's to you. Thank you again for for tuning in to another, (laughs) another edition of the Gratitude Journal podcast.